Well, let's go to the US now for some reaction. Our correspondent, Simon Marks. We are awaiting, Simon, the President's address. What can we expect? We are indeed, Corin. We think he's going to be out in about 15 minutes' time. It's already been delayed once, though, and it may be delayed again. But we got really a preview of what the President will announce here from his colleague on the other side of the Atlantic there, British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. They are going to fling everything in their arsenal from a sanctions perspective uh, at the Kremlin and at Vladimir Putin, although there are questions still about some of the measures that they may seek to impose. Will we hear from uh, President Biden today, a commitment, for example, personally to sanction the Russian President Vladimir Putin and possibly also the Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov. That would entail imposing travel bans on them, freezing their assets, freezing the assets of uh, Russian oligarchs, those uh, often corrupt, always extraordinarily wealthy individuals who have squirreled uh, much of the Kremlin elite's ill-gotten gains away in places like London and other Western capitals. And critically, uh, and Prime Minister Johnson indicated there is still discussion about this and pushback from some European countries, will President Biden seek to bar Russian banks and financial institutions from SWIFT? That's the big international uh, interbank system. And if a bank is not able to participate in SWIFT, essentially it's maroon. It's basically operating on a desert island. It can't communicate with other financial institutions around the world. The Germans and a couple of other governments in Europe are reported still to be pushing back against that. Uh, The other huge question about President Biden's approach to all of this is, given that he has said he will not commit U.S. forces to Ukraine itself or to any kind of a war with Vladimir Putin and Russia... How can he stop the Russian army essentially from ousting President Volodymyr Zelensky in Kiev? You talk about these sanctions and the SWIFT system. What about oil markets? We've seen oil prices surge over $100 US a barrel. That is going to have an impact globally and will no doubt be having a domestic political impact for President Biden. But how committed is the West to stopping Russian oil and gas? Well, I mean, that's a, a it's a huge question as to the degree of the commitment, but also you can't stop it overnight. I mean, clearly, uh, in the course of the next few days, the Russian military have the capacity, if they choose to, uh, to battle for control of Ukraine on a national scale and to install a puppet government in Kiev. And, and by then, there won't have been enough time to wean the West off Russian oil and gas. So we're at the beginning of an entire new chapter in terms of the uh, Western relationship with the Russians. Uh, It's going to be a long-term battle, this one, a long-term gain. And President Biden is keenly aware of the fact that an opinion poll in the United States yesterday showed that only 26% of the American public believe that the United States should be involved in a major way in conflict with Ukraine or in defending Ukraine. And every single day at the White House, his press Secretary Jen Psaki is asked, mostly by reporters from conservative-leaning news organisations, but not only from by those reporters, uh, about how much economic pain Americans should be expected to suffer as a result of higher gas prices, for example, here, that could be caused by uh, what's taking place in Ukraine. 
her argument is that Americans need to understand that there is a price to be paid for defending liberty and defending the territorial integrity uh, and sovereignty of a free country. The problem President Biden faces is that much as he claims America is united behind him, it evidently is not. And there are millions of Americans out there who can't find Ukraine on a map, see no particular reason why they should care about it, and don't want to dig deeper into their pockets every single time they've got to fill the car with petrol. Okay, so how much do you think this is about American isolationism wanting to not get involved in the world's affairs, or how much has, in fact, if the US was to get involved with airstrikes or troops on the ground, it raises the very real risk of nuclear exchange? Well, it certainly raises the risk of nuclear exchange based on what Vladimir Putin himself said in that very dramatic dawn address to the nation where he announced this military operation because he threatened to unleash his nuclear stockpile. Very clear threat against anyone who tried to stop him from advancing on uh, Ukraine. Uh, There is really no appetite in the United States publicly to deploy troops in Ukraine. The president has been absolutely clear and declarative even yesterday the white house press secretary insisting that that hasn't changed there are no plans to send troops into ukraine and no plans to risk a war with russia now one of the ideas that's doing the rounds is the possible imposition of a no-fly zone over ukraine to try and halt russia's aerial bombardment of the country a couple of weeks ago a russian fighter jet came within five feet of American pilots in the skies over Eastern Europe. How do you impose a no-fly zone without running the risk of that kind of confrontation inexorably sucking the United States into combat with Russia? Simon Marks, thank you very much for that update, our US correspondent. We are awaiting that speech from President Biden within, well, the next 10 minutes or so. It's expected we'll bring you that as soon as we can.